Hey, dude. What's up? Mr. Turetsky, I had a feeling you might be around. I had a feeling you might be around at this time of night. So you, now you were the one who called the other night with, with there were like four or five other people attached to it, right? Yeah. Uh, how did that end up? How did that, how did that end up working? Fun. Yeah. So how many other people were added to that? I've never, like, this is the first time I've ever tried to actually utilize this. Well, yeah, um, it's, it's awesome. I mean, uh, you, you know, you get maybe, I, I think 10 is the max. 10? You've done 10 before? Yeah. That's astounding. I had no idea. How did you keep everyone, how did everyone keep straight and not talk over each other? Well, I guess you just listen to people. Yes. So, so we're also here on the line with the Wizard of L.A. The Wizard of L.A., I invited another person here. His name is Mr. Turetsky. Uh, I, I like to sing theme songs for these podcasts. And so um, he's, you know, we've, it's, it's always cool to be able to collaborate with these guys. And now, so Mr. Turetsky, the Wizard of L.A., I've had our journey uh, together during the Wizard Walks um, before. Do you live in Los Angeles, Mr. Turetsky? No, I'm in South Florida. Gotcha, gotcha. How well, are you doing over there, Mr. Turetsky? I'm doing all right. How are you? We're doing nice and warm. It's very Floridian out here right now. <laughs> it's on yeah. heat waves, so. Floridian. <laughs> Mosquito's the state bird. It really is. Yep. Here it is, yeah. Yeah. So, you so, so uh, the Wizard of L.A. is going to be running for mayor. And uh, would you vote? Would you vote for the Wizard of L.A.? Would you like to hear all of his campaign promises? He's mayor of L.A. or, or uh, I'm thinking of like California. I like the way it is in the present, like it happened already. Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't think uh, I don't think California has a mayor. I think they go by cities, don't they? Like you got to be like the mayor of Compton first. This would be mayor of Los Angeles, which uh, you know I haven't decided what year it's going to be. Though I don't think it's going to be this next one here, Kurt. I mean, it numerological. Could... It's got to be numerological. I agree. I have to run the numbers on that. Yeah, we got to run the numbers. I, well, what's the parking situation over there where you're? you're at because that really has a big effect on everything i just kind of lay in the street wherever i want that's where i take a nap (laughs) you just you get prone do you lay on your back or do you find it's better if you just go belly down or on your side i can always have better astral projections when i'm on my back Uh, yeah there is that there's there's more scuffing if i lay on the side i just Mm. like my elbows you know it's pretty much the wild west here it's first come first serve yeah, yeah. do they have meters in town there yeah i got a ticket the other day mm. all right Maybe you're a perfect example tell us about this experience please what please unload okay so i was thinking uh i was going to go to a corner shop and grab a slice of pizza and uh, instead of putting 40 cents into the meter to give me like 10, 15 minutes, I come back to a $32 ticket. 
Mm. So I'm debating. I'm debating whether I should create a stink about it or uh, just pay it and move on. Well, I know. Well, I know this. This would be a magic trick. But um, if you go to like, let's say, the nearest auto supply store and you buy like a, let's say, some kind of belt or something for the engine. I've done this in the past, and then you can test the ticket, and then you show them a, a copy of the receipt. And you're like, look. My car broke down there. There's nothing else I could do. I had to get a new thing. Believe me, it was a it was a pain in the butt. But at least I got the proof. Um, mm. And then the past, <laughs> now that's what I've got. That's a superlative suggestion. Yeah, that, that's been my my thing in the past. That my uh, a former life uh, used that opportunity. You you have a belt because he didn't like paying for those tickets. Well, how well how did that pizza slice taste? Is what I'm wondering. Did you yeah, eat yes. it there, or did you come? It was it was worth it was worth forty bucks. Good. That's good. Well, see, you had the right attitude about it. Yeah, it was a good. Yeah. Attitude. Went to enjoy it. It was worth the forty bucks. For real. It's, it's a consciousness thing, you know. You come out, you have your car. It's like, and you know what? I'd go after my second term. I think I'd go after pay toilets. Yeah, because at the point that your bladder is getting extorted to be able to relieve yourself, you know, yeah, that's uh, that's a whole other thing. On a pink I think toilet, that, that ought to be budgeted into any of the city's infrastructure that you can have, uh, well, you know, infrastructure, hygienic things. Yeah, all the blueprints too. Now you're saying pink toilets, pay toilets. Oh, pay toilets. I yeah. like it. I like it. Yeah. Toilets. yeah, at any point in time where it's like it's going to cost, uh, you know, a quarter or 50 cents or more for you to be able to oh my relieve your, yourself. Ooh. You know, Ooh. that's like oozery on a whole other level. And uh, I totally double entendre that, though. Uh, I think that <laughs> I totally <laughs> you, double entendre. you have to go somewhere. It was you, know? you have to go relieve yourself. And nah. if you didn't have that change, uh, you know, what do you, what do you really, what, what alternatives are you well, given at that point? that's when you really look for a helping hand. That's when you actually, when you in that moment in time become homeless. You get to experience <laughs> homelessness in that moment because then you have to ask someone for change to open up the, to go to the bathroom. No, no, it's not going to work here. In fact, uh, it's ass backwards. You should actually get paid by the property owner, not to piss on his property. Oh, because a lot of people piss on a property. Oh yeah, I mean it's uh, when you gotta go, you gotta go. No one's yeah. gonna pay to use a toilet. You're gonna, you know, hide behind the bush or hold on to. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. No. Yeah. I bet you there's a plant that really benefits from human urine. If you just find those plants in that garden, you're like, please, you're helping. You're helping grow the garden. I love the way you're thinking there, Kurt. There's See, you, you immediately went to the, there's got to be a plant that craves. Yeah. 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 I'm with you there. There has to be, there's too many brilliant plants in this yeah. world. Yeah. You know, I wonder if um, there could be some sort of uh, Porto Angel Ooh. sculpture that becomes the new thing, like Porto the Angel. Bingo or the lawn jockey. Yeah. And basically property owners could put this sculpture up and it hides like it's basically like some sort of composting toilet that you can put on the corner of your lawn just <laughs> to provision for people that are going to come by and do it that they could just do it you know the angels holding the basin that oh goes down into the oh uh, gray water tank oh i got you i got you i got you 
okay, so are there plants and things that grow from human feces? Because you could actually drop it into like yeah, like bam, like a tube, mushrooms, into like a reservoir. What are they called? Mushrooms. Oh my! Oh my gosh! You can have a whole garden of mushrooms. I'm calling Reverend Mark in. Yeah, you know he has. Uh, oh my gosh! Many methodologies. Yeah. To, uh, oh, that's true. Everyone who eats these kind it. of foods take a crap in this, you know, compost toilet in our front yard in the angel in the angel's arms, or take a crap in this one. If you eat this kind of foods, that'll go in a different compost thing, which will grow another whole another plant. And then before you know it, you got the you got the garden. You're like you're feeding. Talk about you are what you eat. It's like whoa, okay. You ate this healthy stuff. Everyone's eating these healthy mushrooms and learning so much in such a short amount of time. <laughs> you could even have some reading material on a little plaque next to it. So you could. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could push. That's where you could also have the button where you yeah. push it and the Wizard of L.A. gives E-Spout's wisdom. Right. There, we'll have little uh, little tours where you just hit the button. Oh, that's good. Just, you know. That's Let's good. Let you know. Little daily affirmations. Of, Ooh. Uh, Ooh. What if we rent out? Okay. So what if we rent out like a parking lot or something and we just, and it's like this, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it'd be a maze or whatnot. I'm just imagining cardboard things. And then it, oh, that guy <laughs> didn't want to hear anymore. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Mr. Turetsky. That's great. That's great. He, he <laughs> called me <laughs> during a Yachtly cruise show. There were like four or five other people on the line. Oh, that was so funny. <laughs> so imagine if there's like this funny little thing where you like, you got to go through this maze, but through the maze, maybe we have like, like uh, that reflective, we were talking about that reflective paint, right? At the other night. Um, what if you got that in there? And it's sort of like that room full of mirrors kind of thing. Oh, maybe there's some awesome what? messages. Yeah. And then in the middle, there's some crazy, you know, other interesting thing that you, you, that I, you, you learn. You know what? It's brilliant. And I already have it. I'm writing it down. Oh, that's good. I've got my trusty post-it notes with me now. Um, if you ever need to do spellcraft on the fly, you know, a post-it note's pretty handy. Ooh. Uh, you know, wow. That's good. You know what? We can invent the post-us notes. Where on those post-us notes, you're putting your dreams. It's after we won reality. Yeah, it's the way of casting spells. Like, okay, this is the best way to cast spells. Write it down on this post-us notes. And then, bam, or post-you note. We'll call it a post-you note. The letter U. Bam! And you're putting it right there, and it's your higher mind telling you. You're like, what do you want your higher mind to put into the – it's like the chef in the kitchen, the genius, you know? Like, yeah. What do you want to put into the post-you note? And then, boop, there it goes up on the wall, and you're always looking at it. You're always being reminded of this this awesome – you know, best possible version um, of yourself, you know, of your highest, of your highest joys. I love this idea. So we get the cardboard and uh, you know what? We'll talk later. Yeah. Really? This one's, this one has to, uh, (laughs) this one has to stay in the, in the vault. Yeah. I got you. There's, you got it though. You're onto it. We'll we'll go back and we'll reference this podcast. Yeah, because uh, it's brilliant. And I, yeah, and I, those were the little filaments of what yeah. then all of a sudden become the the big the big sculpture, the big fun house. Yeah, you yes, know. And, and on, on a related note, would it be fun is if we could join join farces with some of these local <laughs> carnivalians. You know, these guys uh-huh. with the pop up carnivals like Windy City Carnival. Well, at least that's what it was in Chicago. But they they come around to these various places. Wow, how cool would that be? If we got it with the Wizard of LA, you know, fun house, we just go, hey, can we just kind of piggyback right on you guys? And, you know, we work some 50-50 deal, who knows what. But then people come into there and it's like, 
wow, we have our own fun little fun house that kind of goes along. We, we enjoy the aspect of being a part of a, a circus and also a carnival and, and also that fun house aspect. It could be a very educational process, mm-hmm. yeah. if you will. Yeah, I think, uh, imagine uh, it's a one-day event called Town as Circus. Ooh, I like it. Tell us. And it's, uh, you yes. know, what if uh, The Purge was more about just, like, fun? And... High fives and hugs and jumping on trampolines. Uh, you know, chase someone down Ooh, and offer instead them of the a purge, home. it's called the merge. It's called the merge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At what point, uh, you know, you just imagine someone walking out of their home. You know, they go out to get the newspaper. The mail, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, you see um, stilt walking uh, <laughs> man on fire. Uh, doing like a tango with uh, (laughs) swinging a grappling hook on top of an aquamarine uh, triceratops. Oh yeah. Just spreading this great love and joy. That could be the the greatest. Like a bearded lady holding hands with a midget. Well, Mm. why not add that? That'd be great. I would add maybe a kiddie pool filled with uh, pudding on wheels that they would be doing that in. Mm-hmm. Just, just to give it a little extra, um, you know, context. Yeah, a little extra context and gravitas while we're at it. The gravitas, exactly, exactly. We want it to be really, really profound in uh, <laughs> in its portrayal. Oh, what about a Is blimp? There a bearded that's... Lady Day. There seems like there ought to be with some of the other holidays that are are sort of yeah. flicked out there willy nilly. We could invent that. We could easily and effortlessly. Once you become mayor. Yeah, that's true. You know, I like the idea of having a kind of hands-off policy on a lot of the stuff. I got to tell you, I, I know it's it's very, uh, <laughs> very maybe counterintuitive. Well, but, uh, you could always you know, force. I, I, it would be it would be more about about less laws than than more laws. Although, you know what? Having days and dedications, that's pretty cool. I mean, we could have um, hey, instead wait, of. Wait. You guys are on yesterday. I'm on today. Nice. Yeah, we so can... today, today's the ninth. You're on the eighth. Oh. Ooh, which is beautiful. all the more spectacular because we're it's infinity. We're, we're stretching time. two different days. How cool is that? We're so, stretching time wow. and space we're and I, on the other side of the country. I declare today non-binary day. Well, what about non-binary, non-dual day? <laughs> and yet we're still zeros and ones. Isn't that funny? We're all made of zeros and ones. Yeah. It's, it's, it's non-binary, non-dual day. It's maybe day. Is it yes? Is it no? It's maybe. We're yeah. on the spectrum day. <laughs> we're flipping the coin day. Yeah. <laughs> flipping the coin and it lands on its side. I was just going to say, Absolutely. Absolutely, my luck. It's like flipping That's a die, it. and it lands on its on its uh, on its corner. On a corner. I think Mr. Toretsky sounds like a wizard to me. Yeah, you are a wizard, Toretsky. I think he. <laughs> yeah. I sense magic within him. Yeah, there's uh, right. yeah, me and the friends that I associate with, we're all wizards. 
I love it. How long are your beards? My beard is freaking long. Do you ever oh, tie it to the other beard? Like, have you ever seen uh, what's his name, Doctor? Oh shoot, what's his name? And five th- the five thousand fingers of Doctor something. It's a Doctor Seuss movie. Doctor Seuss put that together, and there are these guys. They have a beard attached, and they're riding roller skates. They're like brothers. Conjoined at the beard. Yeah, <laughs> conjoined at the beard. Yeah, that's brilliant. Beard I conjoined think, wizards. I think we could we could start a uh, a viral video revolution of slow motion beards blowing in the wind. Oh yes, and uh, you know may, something else. I would add something else to it, like a time lapse. We can do a time lapse. Oh, Whoa. I like that. Yeah, and then we go and the beards, my friend, are blowing in the wind. <laughs> the beards are blowing in the wind. The beards, my friend, friend, are blowing in the wind. <laughs> I think you guys call it a Santa Ana. Santa Ana, ho ho ho! <laughs> forwards and backwards. Yeah, and backwards and forwards. It's so palindromatic. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I think. Um, okay, well, do you have, uh, Mr. Turetsky? Do you have a lot of bearded wizard friends? I do. Yeah. Do you yeah. think you grew beards because you were wizards, or are you wizards and that's Ooh. why you grew beards? That's good. Good palindrome. Uh, so it's uh, kind of like what came first, the chicken or the egg, right? Exactly. Yeah. You passed the test. Yeah. But I, I know the answer to that. What's the answer? Please. The rooster. <laughs> <laughs> the cock of the walk. I think the beard came first, actually, and the wizard followed it. Yeah. Mm. It's interesting. The power of archetypes. Yeah. Images. Because uh, when you're walking around... Well, you know what? We even got... Uh, how many different ways you can see a similar archetype? You know, like I think the dude from the Big Lebowski is actually yeah. a weird archetype. Yeah. Hey, you man, you it. spilled my beverage, man. You spilled my beverage. It's a it's a hapless type of wizard. Yeah. So it, it's a wizard, a wizard nonetheless. I think he even wears a robe through a lot. Oh yeah, so, good point. You know, I, I think there's a lot of parallels there. That yeah. You can yeah. See in that. It's interesting too. Did you ever look into uh, Dudism or the Church of the Latter Day Dude? Uh, <laughs> I have not yet, but I will now. Yeah, you know, uh, this is is uh, so brilliant in its own way because I, I think the creators that came up with this check out the symbol too. It is a uh, a yin yang with a bowling ball and a bowling pin Ooh. inside where the eyes of the koi would be. Oh wow! And uh, so much of this is uh, Taoist philosophy, which is, uh, you know, you could almost call like a type of animism or a proto-Chinese shamanism that's been reskinned into the allegory of uh, the dude with the Big Lebowski abiding. So it's Dudeology. Good. It's all a part of dudeology. Wow. Yeah. Non-dual. Non-dual because the two, the, the dualism is the black and the white or the thing inside of it. And the third element that uh, contains it is the the unity, and that's the circlet that's in it. So that's like you still have that third place to play. You still have. Oh the my god, that's great! That's and the non dual place. Yeah, 
Well, I was reading it recently about how Hermes was like, they call him uh, liminal. They call him, he, he was like this trickster. He was this funny little guy, just like, you know, like the, mm-hmm. the jokester. And um, it just kind of reminds me of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, that's also a, a magic god and a, and a resonance uh, that has to do with those concepts with, with, you know, that's a wizard God, Hermes, uh, Toth or Thoth. Oh yes. The Emerald tablets. Or of Her- oh my God. Hermes Trismegistus. You know, they're all like different variations of that thing. And uh, yeah, like that's, that's, there's a concept of the trickster. Reverend Mark and I talk about this a lot because uh, you know, we play in these fields, these Elysian fields we play in that uh have to do with the trickster because oftentimes like you know you find this runs uh well you know as part of uh that imagery uh that there is a um there's a trickster that that hurts and then there's like a hero trickster yeah. sometimes it's both though because the lessons aren't necessarily mm. easy Mm-hmm. So there is a hero trickster, and that is the one that is creating the trick in order to help you develop and grow. Ah, brilliant. You're not shaming anyone. You're not embarrassing anyone. You're not going, oh, you're so dumb. You're going, hey, let's bring it out. Bring it out. Turn up the volume. Yeah. Yeah. And, you, you know, you see it run in the spectrum, and it's not even, I would say, a cut and dried thing because when you start to get into these uh, – you know, these larger concepts of what these things represent, you know, there's, there's a lot of gray area in some of it just yeah. because it's, it's based on what it is. It doesn't make a judgment They you have some it's, that, you know, you could say it's more malevolent or it's more, um, you know, which you would, you know, it's your, it's your leprechaun movie <laughs> you know, it's still, version it's of it. It's the labyrinth itself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. And it's and it's there. The thing is, even with those, um, it's there in a fashion that if you weather it and you're tested by it, you can come out uh, much, much more fulfilled and uh, much more aware of who you are, because the thing about the trickster and this is also I think we've talked a little bit before about the fool and how the fool was allowed to exist the jester to make fun of the king. Yeah. Like he had like a free, you know, like, okay, you're in the VIP section. Like you're just, I'm hiring you to do this funny stuff. Make me laugh, you know? Mm-hmm. And that, it, what a brilliant, what a brilliant thing to be able to slip that little thing in there, that little piece, those pieces of truth that the audience knows about. And, but it kind of goes over the head of the, of the king even. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, even if the king knew, I mean, this was, uh, sometimes seen as a necessary pressure release like a pressure valve release for the populace when they saw things that uh you know they just it needed to be processed based on how uh <laughs> you know the kingdom was ruled or what have you that that there it was getting some kind of voice play because uh you know it was that idea behind well if you want to tell the truth you know make them laugh or they'll kill wow. you wow wow now that would be interesting a movie about a a a guy who becomes uh a, you know the joker for the kingdom simply because he's got that message to embed 
uh, into, I don't know when hypnosis or any of that was realized, but who's to say that maybe this guy really wasn't the originator. You know, he, that idea of realizing, like seeing how the, the, those spells were cast through the words that were being used. And he goes, you know what? I'm going to be a joker. You know, that guy's able to, to make fun of the king and queen. I'm going to put the truth into these jokes, kind of lace it in there and kind of educate the policy, you know, populace about what's going on right now. That might mm-hmm. be an interesting idea. It's, I think that would resonate with so many people because I think that's often why you see people gravitate towards it, stand-up comedians and others. And this is where you will often see the sad clown represented. Why, yeah. is, the, why is the clown look sad? Ooh, maybe because no one's getting the joke or, no, or there's no change being made or... Because they are aware, they are operating at a level of consciousness and they are aware of a situation. And to the people that aren't, it's like, ha ha, that's funny. And they're working on a whole different level. It's modern day conspiracy theories. It's, well, you know, at any point in time, when you have different paradigms of reality, like major paradigms of reality that are competing with each other, um, and, and it's set oh, up to be a sort of zero-sum game, you know, who has, what is right? What is truth at that point? You know, what, what is truth Wow! in a place where everyone can produce evidence? It's like the emperor has no clothes kind of thing. Yeah, You know, it's like no one wanted to say it, but that little kid is like, hey, you know, <laughs> calling out a reality that people are aware of, but actually trying to live in the, a, a different reality. of That's so interesting. They're all trying to agree to a specific kind of reality, but right here, they really know what the other reality is. Wow. Mm. Yeah, I think, uh, I, I think it's a, a thing where, um, okay, well, you have to consider, have you guys hung out with many fools or clowns or like clowns okay all right i've had clowny friends tell us about your why as to why you gravitated towards that what it is that you you enjoy from that Mm. testing other people Mm -hmm. testing You know, testing other people to see if they can understand or read between the lines, make it so vague and real at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I share that motivation in, in my own uh, <laughs> in my own dealings because you basically are screening folks by doing. Yeah. That. You're basically wow. screening them. Yeah. With your presence. Mm -hmm. There you go. That's a good way to put it. You're screening their consciousness. Yeah. Because you Mm -hmm. know if they're going to get the joke or not. See, that's why I love Wizard of L.A. When somebody looks at me and if they make a judgment because (laughs) they heard someone call me that, I I have already determined where they're like, how serious they take themselves. Mm -hmm. What they, you know, like I already know the game. (laughs) <laughs> yeah they're revealing it right there based on that so you do that too so so uh okay so tell us more about that 
I love the idea of giving um, people the opportunity to see a different channel of information than they're really possibly going to see. Maybe stumble across on YouTube or something. Someone might send it to them or some weird Instagram thing. Um, but to give it to them right there in reality, in whatever reality they're experiencing, and to go, Rip! hey, here's what's going on. Here's what's going on. <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> in a transatlantic accent. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Great Space Coaster. Huh? Hold, on, hold on to your hats and your cigars. And chew on those mushrooms while you're at it. Munch, munch. Do you it's guys a... feel like sacred clowns? And uh-huh. by that I mean, do you feel like you are wired into something larger than yourself? Like you're sort of into some kind of source energy or, or oh, yes. however you want to define it? Mm-hmm. Or are you just full into full? Wow. I'm trying to fool the fool because at one point I thought I was part of a bigger, bigger universe, you know, and then it just comes tumbling down and uh, it's full in the full because half of the people that don't understand what you're trying to say, it's like deer in headlights. They're just oblivious. Like, 80% of the people that you tell a joke to just don't get it. And they just stare. I think uh, when we can find a reward in doing it anyway, <laughs> it's truthful. Oh, well, at that point, it's selfish. Not, you know. Well, you know what I think, though, that oftentimes it's a delayed reaction and the flowers grow when they oh, mm-hmm. And so uh, in those moments when the people don't seem to sort of get what you're going for on the surface level, and this is just my own experience, where even I was on the other side of it at times, and then it took a while and it was like, oh, I see what they did there. Yeah, all right. Mm, and right. it happened much, much later because, you know, if you've already basically uh, incepted the idea, it's there. It's the same way that you won't notice anything that's kind of outside of what your current worldview or your paradigm. Wow. You just gloss over it. Though when you grow into it, it's like, oh, wait, you unlock that island now on GTA, and now you can go there, and you know what that's all about. It's such an interesting thing because they have nothing else to compare that specific thing to when it's a brand new right. thing. That's quite a marvelous thing. Like I remember when, as people claimed it was Tesla rockets or something shooting through the sky, it sure looked like something out of this world. And so – it's like, oh, okay. You know, there's like this moment of like, moment of like, okay, I, I, I'm looking at this thing. I don't know how to react to it. I have nothing to compare to this. I've never seen something like that in the sky. So what am I, you know, it's like, they're like, there's so much to consider in that moment. <laughs> and, then, and all of a sudden they're like, okay, okay. I think I got this. Okay. Okay. There's a pattern. Okay. There's a pattern. I feel safe there. Oh, there's a rhythm. Oh, I feel safe there. Okay. You know, and then they could start kind of silently making these, these check marks of yes, 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 you know, or a stamp of approval. It's like, they're going through the shunk, 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 shunk. <laughs> they're getting the stamps on the, on the documents. And they're like, okay, cool. I'm safe with this thing. Oh, and maybe I want to contribute to it now. Which yeah. Is always fun. Yeah. But well, then at the end of the day, you find out that the princess is in another castle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a marvelous analogy for it. Do you, think, um, do you think that it can have to do with sort of recognizing an impermanence in things? 
that you, you can't grab onto it. You can't essentially hold it. It's like trying to hold the ocean. So that's why it's like, you know, in your role or in your position, it's not so much about uh, not being able to win because you can win. It's about not being attached to the outcome of it. So just doing the art for the sake of just doing the art because it's exciting in that moment and you're happy just to do that thing? Well, more about creating the intention without being attached to the outcome. So basically allowing, like, like you could make the intention and say, well, I want to create this work or this art or this joke. And my intention in creating it is to produce a certain effect. Yeah. And if it produces another effect, that you're okay with that. Right. Like you're not making that agreement in your brain. Like, okay, if it doesn't go the right way, everybody knows how I get in those situations. Mm -hmm. I'm going to lose my shit. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't go right. Right. And instead of going, that's what I'm defining it as we could go, you know what? Here's this idea. However, I have no idea how it's going to morph, but I know it's still going to retain that, that, that little piece, whatever it turns into, I'm fine with it. I'm just happy that it's being created. (laughs) Right. Right. Because, because at that point, it's about the process and not the result. Yeah, which yeah, Which is more yeah. rewarding because when it's about the result, it scales. And what I mean by that is when it's scalable, you're never there. There's always a, a bigger place to go. It's like, well, how many followers do you have? Well, how much money yeah. do you have? The yeah. millionaire is broke next to the billionaire. Yeah. He's going to keep scaling himself. Like, like you know, it's it's – it's if you're too focused on producing the outcome and it doesn't go that way, then you can suffer and put yourself in a place of <laughs> suffering by not producing the outcome. Though, if you can figure out how to enjoy the journey and the process. Yeah. So you it's would, like jazz music. It's just like jazz. Yeah. That's Ooh, a great yeah. example. That's a great example. And look what's produced when people sit down and, and play jazz and just like on a one take because they're just in the moment of presence with the intention, we're going to play together and it's amazing. And then what they make. And that's, that's, you know, there's a joy in that. There's a, um, there's a, there's a deep gnosis, I think is a knowing that's in that. And at the point that, uh, that we're not bound to the outcome because they can do whatever they want with it. And sometimes, uh, you know, it, as an artist, you, if it doesn't come out the way that you had planned for it to, if your intention is to, to sort of make yourself a certain way and you're, you're moving towards that, when one door closes, another opens. So it's sort of like there's a reason why there weren't five Beatles or whatever. You know, like there, there's ways that it works out that gets you to the place that you want to achieve if you sustain the intention of doing it you know yes you will you will it's uh whether it's failing forward where you're you know or upward into the thing or whether it's moving from one sphere into another because you can see you know when you look at the trajectory of others and different types of artists and things where you know, they just had to fine tune that last little number on the safe combination and then they cracked it. 
and something happened and then that caused something else to happen and then they had it and if they had been too hung up on producing the specific outcome yeah they have quit or given up or uh you know it, it could have turned out a lot of different ways though they probably would have suffered more for it truthfully because when you're in that place where you want to get the thing and it's going to be a thing that when you get it it's not enough and you're going to want to get the next thing then yeah you're in that yeah. place well at that point you're solving for x right yeah. so but there's a catch you're only young once but you're old forever yeah that needs to be a bumper sticker now i think that's that's brilliant I think uh, that would make and, people think in traffic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. It's going to cause accidents. That's what it's going to do. It's <laughs> going to take, take lives. But for every life that's taken, there's 10 others that are in its place. They, you know, it's because they'll be trying to tease their hair wildly like physicists while they're reading <laughs> on the road. <laughs> that's all L.A. needs. More yeah. traffic. <laughs> yeah. Physicists are in these days. I better hurry up and start teasing my hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is, uh, you know, at the point, sometimes too, things that have taken on a life of their own, you know, that is, uh, that is intensely rewarding too. When you can see, well, when something that you intended to do and then, you know, it's better than you even imagined, or it's more like, yeah. you know, like, it's like, at the point that you had your hands on it, it was cool already. You loved it. And then, you know, once the uh, the various remixes that reality gets a hold of it, it just, it becomes, you know, it's like you have somebody like, uh, what is it, Tim Berners-Lee or whoever gets the stamp of inventing the internet, whatever, you know, whoever, whoever that is, like, okay, and then there's what it is now. Yeah. And it was cool. And it wow. takes nothing away from what was yeah. to get there. <laughs> like, it's, right. You know, you know, oh, yeah. You know, the guy that invented the first warp drive, he's still cool. You know, he took care of that pig and kept it from getting eaten. And so <laughs> it's amazing. So, uh, so yeah, you know, it, it's, um, I think it's pretty cool that, uh, when we are in the process that we can uh, that we can enjoy that, then we don't have to go anywhere else. Yeah. There's nowhere yeah. we have to be. There's not that sense of anxiety of urgency, like, oh, you yeah. need to do that thing. Well, and plus it's a willing to taste a willingness to take responsibility for whatever happens because it's uh, it's a monster that's run rampant out of our own imagination. We're the ones who planted the seed. So now it's just taking root and it's going and, and whatever we're letting it take care of it. You know, we're going, okay, higher mind. Here you go. I'm filling out some ingredients. Here you go. Go ahead and make it up. If, cause we know if we got something immediately, as soon as we wanted something, would we ever learn the art of appreciation? Would we ever appreciate anything? Mm. Or do we be quickly on to the next thing? I grew up um, where things didn't come to us so quickly. Um, the kids across the street, they always got, you know, the latest toy. You knew that as soon as there was a, a commercial for a new toy, those kids over there had those toys. Well, as they grew throughout the years, they started to appreciate things less and less. 
whereas my brother and I would always appreciate, you know, whatever we had with more uh, appreciation, more gratitude. And it it was such an interesting thing. So as much as I find myself going, oh, man, I want this thing now. In that moment, I go, okay, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and just play, play with this idea of just going, all right, go ahead. Whatever you want to make it universe, but you, you know, my intentions, you know what I like, you know, you know how it would work best for me, but you just go right ahead. You just go right ahead. Now I'll, I'll be over here dreaming of more <laughs> strange possibilities, you know, mm-hmm. I'll be over here dreaming of more because then it, it leaves, you're not like, going, oh, you know, you're not tensing up. You're not trying to like go, no, you go this way. No. Uh, you're not going to like blow an eyeball. Uh, by. <laughs> Grappling you don't this. need to blow an eyeball on it. Yeah. Uh-oh. Mm. It's, uh, well, you know, it's gratitude is the mechanistic uh, vibration. That's the frequency of it. I think I think yeah. more so than, than it having to be a thing where it's time related and that you have to wait for it. Yeah. It's just often that gratitude, as long as you can maintain a state of gratitude or grow that, then you are aligned with a vibrational field of knowing what it's like when things come to you. Because if you think about it, anytime you're grateful about something, what preceded that portion of being grateful? Mm. You received something or you became aware of something. You had a realization or you received something. You know, maybe the receiving is the realization. You basically got something and you were grateful. Yeah. So at the point that your consciousness is aligned with that feeling, expect to receive more things because you are sustaining that field longer and longer. So as long as you are aware of it and what happens, you know, maybe in like the example you're talking about, Kurt, with the neighbors uh, across the street is if the novelty or or the gratitude uh, began to wear off because it wasn't kept present mindedly as they were receiving these things, then, right. you know, that, that would change uh, what was going on there. And, um, and it's interesting because whenever you see someone that has an abundance of material things and yeah. don't have that gratitude, they're often very miserable folks. Right. This is where right. you meet the miserable millionaire and you yes. see money is not the answer to the problem. You know, oh or gosh. fame is not the answer to the problem uh, because they 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 went through that arc already of being able to receive everything all the time. But that wasn't actually it. It was the lack of gratitude. So at the point yeah. to go and and cultivate gratitude. And one of the other really interesting things about this is it's a great nullifier for lower vibrational feelings. Because Ooh. it's impossible to be angry and be grateful at the same time, active in your time. Yeah, that's quite a challenge. It's at the <laughs> point that you get pissed, if you can figure out a way to be grateful, it will nullify that vibrational field. If you could really get... Wow. That's majory for you. That actually is a change that you create in your consciousness that will create your reality. That's magic. Because at the point that you can do that, you go, I think so. oh, wait, this shit happened. Well, how could this have been good that this happened? What can I at least say? Like, I got my life. Right. I got my health. You know, do I have my genitals? I just checked. I have those two. You know, what do <laughs> yeah, I have? Yeah. You know, do I just have love? You know, can I figure out where that is? And at the point that you can do that, it can move you from that, that negative field into something more positive. 
you know, there, a long time ago, a friend of mine said, uh, Kurt, wouldn't that be nice instead of the, you know, the peaks and the valleys and stuff, things getting bad and then things getting good. What if things just got better and better? And when she popped that in my brain, I'd been thinking about that for the longest time thinking, wow, like, okay, well, let's just go ahead and just try to get yeah. things better and better, you know, and just, you know, if something – See, in that moment where something might seem bad, a flat tire or, oh, geez, Bill is late. I'm getting, you know, uh-oh, are they going to, you know, kick me out of the, the out of here for rent, et cetera, et cetera. Those kinds of things in those moments, we could, in those moments, we get a chance to define it how we want to define it as. And that is such, that is so powerful to be able to decide how to define something as that. Now, so when, when people are like, I, I don't understand what, like, why are you uh, uh, optimistic about the situation or whatever, I guess I built up such a, uh, an interesting relationship with it that uh, I guess my low is a, a different version of someone else's low. It's, I don't know no, how I, to explain it, but I get it. it. Yeah. I, yeah. It's everything in moderation though. Cause it's kind of like a drug. Cause if you get too much of it, then you become um, like immune or tolerant to it. So you mm. have to do everything in moderation. That's the only thing constant is change. Yeah. Yeah. Change and impermanence you can count on. This is one of the reasons why um, in some of the philosophies that, that basically prescribe a variation of the middle way or moderation. And, uh, you know, you had that uh, this idea of, of, you know, which I also I, I think what you're saying, Kurt, because it is scalable too. you can make things better and better and you can do sort of the way that a mountain climber ascends and then either goes back down a little and, and chills for a little while yeah. and then goes up and continues to basically um, acclimatize themselves. Yes. They ascend the mountain. That's a great way of and, just, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, the moderation, like, you know, what, uh, Turetsky saying there it's like this is this is also one of the things one of the the inscriptions that was worthwhile at the temple to Apollo and Delphi was to say all things in moderation and and it's because of that very thing of knowing like if you only know one side of something as a polarity and you only know it for so long you lose touch with the other side of it this is why right. shadow play is important and why I think it's necessary in a lot of what we're doing now when we're going out into the street. You know, we're, we're basically helping folks uh, resolve their shadow with some of these things that we're doing because they've been too much in one yeah. side or the other. You know, like it's too much of you, know, you haven't if you haven't acknowledged that you were made of all these parts in this totality. You know, how do you ever get back to knowing that other side of you if you spend too much time on it? So they're the idea of making it better and better gotcha. because those challenges will rise too. You know, you could make it better and better. Oh, you yeah. could say, okay, well, then we got the, uh, the scarcity thing fixed and that money thing was taken care of. And then we went to space and then we did this. And, oh, then there were those challenges when, you know, we had to colonize that planet, though – we did that and then you know so on and so forth well i love what you're saying and now this is what i'm thinking is so for instance with what's going out there with the wizard of la and all the you know reality bending 
based on those philosophies and the wonderful theories and the and the magic and the imagination that's being injected into each of those experience experiences, we could completely and possibly stretch that reality experience uh, the uh, of of what we're doing such that it actually edges out the other that becomes so much more apparent that the other reality experience of what I'm talking about is mm-hmm. you know, mass media, you know, all the just all that stuff. It goes until it's actually we erase mm-hmm. it like an erase mm-hmm. an erase board. That's what I'm imagining is that people want to be part of this thing so much that it's like, ah, news, get out of my face. I, I, I don't care about mm-hmm. this. Politics, get the hell out of here. I'm <laughs> politics. I'm, I'm, I'm the government, you know? And, it, and it's quite interesting to get back to what you were saying about the Joker making fun of the king. I mean, that's an interesting thing. How do, you know, how do you have that? How do you get that kind of leverage? Well, becoming the entertainer for those who are in charge of making rules mm-hmm. and or breaking yeah. rules you know so now you entertain them you tickle their belly and they're like oh my gosh i love it i'm gonna listen to whatever you're saying and you're like aha now the artist has somehow got a mm-hmm. foot in this thing you know the trojan horse has yeah. opened <laughs> yeah well you know what let's face it these folks too that are making those decisions uh you know at, mm-hmm. at, at a at a certain level they <laughs> They what exit strategy do they have amongst the populace? You know, like what way, what yeah. impetus to do it differently? You know, is there at all? If you saw people, if you had an animal, okay, and the animal was, uh, we'll say, like ill-behaved, okay, mm-hmm. the person that is caring for that animal is only going to see certain options as being bought. <laughs> how to deal with that uh-uh. okay if the animal <laughs> has some other way that it can uh, function and that it's not going to um to attack the people that actually uh ah. m- you know administering its its structure then it, you have another option there and that's just one way i, I don't I don't proclaim to say that that's the way that it's going to shake out, though I see the value in giving alternative options. I mean, as someone, I consider myself to be a goodwill ambassador amongst species. Like, you know, my consciousness, it's not bound to this place. So it's it's technically my skin's not in the game. You know, if I got if I got uh, right. perished in some way, you know, I'll just I'll be out there doing my thing. uh <laughs> You know, stellar cartography takes over and, uh, you know, it's it's just like this is other options uh, for folks to do it and, and that they can just go and make it because that's what happens to a paradigm. Like to me, if you're fighting with another paradigm and by fighting, I mean, you're actively like throwing energy towards it. Guess what, bucko? You're throwing energy towards it, even don't like it yeah that paradigm because you're even acknowledging it so if you really want right right change things direct every bit of energy into the thing you want to build so that the other one can just sort of um shrivel up and you know fall off like some sort of like vestigial wing that it's not needed anymore like it's give it the opportunity to just you know, don't you don't. That's why, like, you know, no uh, anti-war thing is ever going to work. I don't think because it's too busy focused on war. Well, it'll work at keeping war alive, 
you know, if you're against something, uh, you know, you're also holding it up. So if that's the you're fueling it, you're fueling it. You're actually you're fueling it. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of there's a lot of anomalies. For example, there's a lot of people that have more money than brains. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know what? I, I think about a lot of those folks a lot. And what I think is if they had access to some ideas that they would do business differently about it. And this is part of the bridge that I'd like to see built because it's just the same way. I know, you know, our friends and if they had agency of resources, meaning money, what they could do with it. So being able to marry those two sides together is appealing to me where you get the money people that sort of, you know, maybe they just are not in touch with what's happening down on the ground uh, with the people that have an idea of consciousness and, and solutions of what could happen. And if they had the ability to sort of extend their reach and get those, those great ideas in front of other people that it could get more traction and, and steam and you could go somewhere with it and get them together. You know, because at that point, then they can change like the person that has money and no sense. uh, You know, ignorance is ignorance. It's not knowing across the board. You have willful ignorance, which sucks. That's when someone sort of does know better and chooses not to do it, which means they don't really know. Or then you have a kind of ignorance that is is an innocent. It's a not knowing it. Because you haven't had any exposure to it and you simply don't know any better. And that could be solved because that's just a matter of getting the ideas of the people or the materials in front of those folks. And then at the point that they can do that, you know, then then at least it's like, okay, well, you know, you had an option. Well, what are you going to do with that option? Do you know any zine makers? That'd be funny if Wizard of LA, like, we could make some zines with the people who are involved with the madness. You know, that could be something on that, you know, people to contribute to. That'd be kind of fun. And then at, at these crazy events, like, here's a five-page zine or something. Yeah, you know, if we did a, uh, a zine. <laughs> uh, well, what, what, what do you think? If you got handed a zine, let's, let's, let's take this to another level. Okay. Okay. Because if you got handed a zine and, you know, in in some of the circles that I think we've traveled in, you know, we could end up in places and and walk out and and have a a handful of zines and track other things, (laughs) you know, what Mm -hmm. would be something that would actually have you hold on to the thing, share it, take a photo or post it? What what kind of. You know, because if I think about it, I would think almost like in the way that you have the pamphlet in the airplane with a step-by-step instruction. Oh, that's cool. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I just think like, like if if it was going to be something quirky and complex, let's just go for the comic and kaleidoscopic Jesus has to be in there too. Okay. Oh, that's brilliant! We'll just, that's we'll great. just cast all the characters and do it. You know, oh yeah! Zine, it's like oh, my if God. you have 
articles and things like that, you know, okay, well then we have a blog or whatever. What if somebody hands me a paper that could be left lying around, how could we maximize it? I mean, you already thought about it with the, the business card with the seeds on it idea. It's amazing. Mm. The, someone handed I'm you imagining a like maybe you know, and it's uh, like if it had an activity in there. Yeah. Like if it had those fun activities, like, uh, yeah. crossword things, or even, you know, just ridiculously like very simple <laughs> yeah. comics, you know, maybe like by three different, um, by three different artists or something in a little tiny corner. Uh, like a word jumble. Yeah, with with, with consciousness <laughs> um, vocabulary. <in> it. <laughs> so yeah. That they have to oh, look yeah. It up. Like gnosis. What? That that starts with a G. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And then they're like, there maybe there's specific like um, letters that are just strewn that are hiding, kind of like a Mad Magazine. How Sergio Aragoni? He would put those tiny little yeah. comics in the corners, and maybe he puts little le- their little letters like you see, um, letter G. 12 uh letter j 11 or something so when the word word jumble in there you actually have to look through those pages to find those letters to then you know put that little phrase together heck you could even hide a little qr code in there or something follow the I qr like code yeah. scan here and 20 20 percent off of who knows what big question mark <laughs> you know and <laughs> it just keeps retaining that idea of like the willy wonka you know of of Los Angeles, the, 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 the wizard, you know, the, the, you know, all these fun little things. Heck we give it in, you know, all of you witches out there. Here's a spell to cast. Oh, no, I know, you know. It's great. I, I, um, had, we uh, are all one. You are us, you know, <laughs> like I have cool intentions placed for when the lab, the, the big uh, workshop is made to be able to have cool things happen where people um like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and who knows or maybe even gifted whole estates Ooh. <laughs> oh man tarot card readings you know you want to figure out who your charlie bucket is when you're moving on so yeah i'm sorry who is the charlie bucket <laughs> you know oh my god that, that it would absolutely grip be so good if those were like those yeah did you get a golden ticket at the, at the last event yeah um It'd be fun, you know, those kind of party favor feelings. I like it. I actually have, I I have to confess, I have to admit, I have already put in uh, secret things in some of my Instagram stories. Oh, that's great. Some of these these things to see who's on the ball. Oh, that's great. I saw the one. I don't know how the heck you edited it, but it was really good. I saw that in the. I don't know how the heck you do that. I got to start figuring out how to do that Instagram TV thing. I don't know how the heck. Yeah. Oh, oh, Mr. Tretzky, what do you know about this? I got 30 seconds left. Should I hang up now before a full hour is, is, is up? I don't know. dude. That's up to you. But Okay. okay. I got I don't know if it'll save it or not. So I'll just, I'll just hang up now and I'll call you guys back. Hi, it's Mickey Dolan's here. You're listening to Inspirato Projecto.